Sometimes life can feel like a pressure cooker. From our work life to our personal lives and relationships, there's so much to balance. It's easy to feel weighed down when you're experiencing anxiety, stress, or sadness. Guess what? You are not alone. Support is all around you. No matter where you are, all you need to do is ask. Let us help you find a community at churchescare.com. Churches are communities of care. Go to churchescare.com to explore the possibilities. Churchescare.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. If you're a seeker, don't miss the inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening, Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work, chronicles shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sandra Cochran's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers throughout the Americas. Sandy's initiations across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt, combined with her knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth, influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private readings, sacred international journeys, a meditative CD, and her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate your earthwalk and create a deeper connection to yourself. Find this and more at her website, starwalkervisions.com. Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome to the Science of Magic, a place where science and magic come together to transform fact into evolving truth. We're proudly coming to you through the ever-expanding Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, and can also be found on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour we'll be exploring by design. All things express according to frequency. There's a scale of frequencies running from the denseness of matter to the invisibility of radiation and beyond. Humans are no exception. Not only do we receive and perceive a certain spectrum of frequencies, we propagate our own unique range. Every individual has a set of harmonics particular to their expression and design. The frequency of a person varies according to what they're doing. Every thought, intent, belief, emotion, and denial alters our frequency. This alteration of harmonics has a marked effect on our environment. Frequency variances dictate the law of attraction and repulsion in our lives. Frequency interacts in our world with an electromagnetic push and pull. In this way, what we believe, think, or intend affects our ability to manifest. The range of frequencies each of us produces has a home base when we're in balance and at rest. This home base is our natural way of being, and contains our original design. It's only accessible in the present moment. Every individual has a design baseline structure, 
with no two signatures being the same. We are designed to express our baseline frequency, yet from the time we incarnate, our frequency is compromised by the environment. From pollution and toxins to socialization and program beliefs, we're rendered unable to express our full range and thus unable to be all we were designed to be. Many of us have never been completely at home base as our mothers, fathers, and ancestral line have been subject to environmental distortion altering their DNA. DNA is a light and frequency code dictating how matter comes together to form our bodies. To some degree, the way our bodies are comprised dictates our harmonics, thus impinging the original frequency we carried before incarnating. The further we are from our true home base, the coarser and less able to perceive subtle frequencies. The less able we are to perceive subtle frequencies, the less psychic we are. Most of the population doesn't even believe in psychics because the distortion and lack of mobility within our expression has rendered us to five senses and even limited those. Yet, being psychic is our birthright. It's part of the original design. So how do we return to our design? We can support this journey by removing some of the distortions that have impacted our lives. We need to support our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies by reducing distortion and toxicity on all levels. However, the most powerful and immediate adjustment we can make is by listening to how we feel. While many of us have been brought up on the concept of no pain, no gain, ironically, the path back to our design is through joy. We naturally find joy in our true expression. The more we live in love and joy, the closer we come to true design. The more we express our true design, the more we embody it. When we express according to our design, we naturally draw things to us and people and circumstances that support us and repel those that do not serve. So how can we tell if we're living, not living in our true design? If you find yourself surrounded by negative, unsupportive people, hate your job or find no joy in life, <laughs> there's your sign. So what is this design? Where does it come from? How can we rediscover it? Hopefully, our guest this hour will shed some much-needed light on the subject. Our guest, Chetan Parkin, is the author of Human Design, The Book of Lines, and most recently, The Book of Destinies. He's the world's most successful practitioner of human design and holds frequent workshops and seminars all over the globe. Chetan has been giving readings to people of all walks of life and nationality for over 35 years. He spent the past 23 years mastering human design. After this commercial break, I'll introduce Chetan, and together we'll explore human design, life purpose, and destiny. Quite the smorgasbord, so don't go away. You're listening to The Science of Magic. Prior innovative episodes can always be found on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Mnemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. 
Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Chetan Parkin, the author of Human Design, The Book of Lines, and The Book of Destinies. His website, humandesignforusall.com. Chetan, thank you so much for joining us on the Science of Magic. Lovely to be here, Gwilda. Thank you so much. What exactly is it to be a practitioner of human design? an ability to look into somebody's life and give them a very clear reflection of what it is they came here to live out. Um, that has been my work uh, for over 35 years now, yes. And uh, human design is this most extraordinary gift to humanity that came in in 1987. Um, it's absolutely a tool for these times uh, where everything is changing. All the rules of life seem to be going in all kinds of different directions. We can't lean on anything we could do five or ten years ago. And human design uh, puts you on the spot in your life according to the design that you selected or agreed for for yourself for this lifetime. So a practitioner uh, is somebody who has spent a lot of time and energy and reflection and practice in finding out how best to express to somebody exactly what they signed up for in this lifetime. So where, where did it come from? You said it came in in the 80s? Yes, it was downloaded in 1987. I would like to say channeled, but it wasn't channeled. It was given. It was downloaded. It was given to somebody um, who was caught quite unawares with it and uh, didn't know what he'd been given at all and, uh, until he started informing people about what it was. And uh, so human design evolved from that. <clears throat> wow, where, where did it come from? What, where, who was it given from? Yes, you know, there are certain things on this planet that we have absolutely no idea about whatsoever. Uh, It just came from another dimension altogether. And um, what can I say? There's this knowledge of life, the universe, and everything out there somewhere. And um, the person that received this information, uh, his name was Robert Allen Krakower, um, very intelligent man, very high IQ. And uh, he was given this information in the course of eight days and nights. And when he kind of quietly recovered from it some weeks or months later, he would tell people, you know, the, the intelligence of the source that was giving him this information made him feel like he was an ant, that the, the gap between his understanding of life and the gap between the source of this knowledge and this information was so extraordinary. Um, 
that he had no real way of describing it. He just said, well, here I, I've got this knowledge. There's no instruction book. Let's see what it does. <clears throat> and so did, uh, um, so this didn't come through you. It came through another person. What drew you to it, and what convinced you that it's valid? <laughs> uh, so, um, 1979, uh, I was a fully qualified mechanical engineer. Uh, I was traveling the world as a troubleshooter. I was pretty good at what I did. Um, and I came a point in time in my life where nothing was making sense anymore. I'd done all the right things, made all the right moves, got the right qualifications and stuff. And uh, life just didn't add up. So I sought the guidance of a reader. And this was in Mumbai, what used to be Bombay. And this man was called a shadow reader. Um, he basically wasn't reading my shadow, but from measurement of my shadow, he was able to calculate certain things. He had hundreds and hundreds of books. Um, he pulls out one of these books after working out my, what he wanted from my shadow information and my astrology and things like that. He opened it up to a page and started reading me. And this is almost like, you know, the sensation of somebody that's been following you around all your life. And he told me about other lifetimes. He told me about all kinds of stuff. He told me my parents' names. He told me where I'd grown up, what I'd been studying, the religion I was brought up in. He told me all this stuff. And uh, at the end of the reading, he closes up this book and he smiles at me and says, you know, I want you to come and work with me because you know how to do this. <laughs> that was his exact expression. I was 26, 27 years old. I didn't know up from down, apparently. I was a retiring mechanical engineer, according to what he was telling me. And uh, I just sat there, bemused. You know, he's offering me to come and work with this system and stuff. And I, you know, I thought about it for a little while, and I just, I said, no, I can't possibly do that. And he just thought that was really funny, because he could see exactly where my life was going, and I couldn't. And he just said, well, it doesn't matter. You're going to do this work anyhow. And he said, my suggestion to you is you find some way of reading for people, get practice doing that, find out how to tell people things about themselves because you've got this gift, and be ready because there's a system that's going to come into your life. You'll recognize this system when it shows up, and you're going to write books about it. You're going to read for many people. You're going to introduce it to hundreds of thousands of people all over the world, and it's going to change their lives. Well, this was 1979. I, you know... I really was bemused by what he told me. And sure enough, when somebody, a friend of mine, sent me a chart, a human design chart in 1993, I took one look at this chart and I knew right away this is what he'd been talking about. And so ever since then, this is what I've been working with. And let's just say, Wilder, at this time, I've done many thousands of reading for people all over the world, all walks of life. And I'm yet to come across somebody that comes back to me and says, well, this isn't right. This doesn't fit me. This is not appropriate. Because it, this information is accurate. And as I say, it puts people absolutely on the spot in their chosen lifetime for this lifetime. You know, there's, there's much talk of life purpose. So how does human design relate to life purpose? <laughs> These are great questions, Gilda. What is our purpose? What are we doing here? Um, goodness knows. You know, nobody really knows what life is but it looks like there's some kind of a progression going on here. And for those of us that have the opportunity to get into meditation or have some you know, very powerful experiences in our life, we do get to see that there's, there's our consciousness that's watching us go through this life, that they're going through the motions of life. And if we're going to say, you know, what purpose does a tree have? You know, it grew up from a seed, there it stands, and the birds come and sit in it, and it flowers, and it drops leaves, and it goes through a whole thing. Well, it, its purpose, in a sense, you could say, is, is being there, being present as a tree, fulfilling that uh, place for nature, uh, as a natural part of nature. We, on the other hand, were given this ability to kind of look at our environment and weigh it up one way or another, and as you described so beautifully in the prologue, you know, pretty much work things out on everybody else's ideas of what this life is. Um, so the purpose, in a sense, of being here is to fulfill our lifetime, um, to be true to our own very, very specific frequency. As you said again, you know, there's no two people doing the same thing in this world. Everybody is, is living out a unique experience. So there's no duplicates here. 
And the purpose is to be absolutely true to your own nature. And the beautiful thing about human design, it indicates to you exactly what this true nature is and how to go about living it in the most fulfilling possible way so that anything of a kind of drudgery turns into a celebration, that you're actually in tune with your life. And that's, you know, to me, that is the most extraordinary and most appealing thing about human design is being in tune with your own nature and fulfilling that nature. Do you think we have any say in our design before we come in? Oh, I'm sure we do. <laughs> I'm absolutely sure we do. Yeah, I think there are certain people we're here to meet. There are certain, <clears throat> excuse me, experiences we're here to have. Um, absolutely, yes. Um, I, I, my sense is this, well, look, um, here we are. We're in 3D. You know, we're in matter. We're in material form here. For me, once spirit gets into the fifth dimension, I think spirit has a very easy time of things and beyond dimensions. I think coming into the form, coming into 3D is a very tough uh, thing. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we do have some choice in all of this. Um, but I think, you know, some of it can be realistic, some of it can't. We can't really imagine what the spirit is agreeing to when we come in here. Because let's face it, some people go through some very intense trials in their life. Um, but yes, there has to be a spirit agreement with that. And uh, so, yes, we, we make an accord. We make an accord with whatever it is that's presented to us. I, I like the fact that you said, you know, there's a real challenge when we're, when we're incarnating into 3D. How much of our original frequency or our original design do you think gets left behind um, through that process? And is there a way to regain it? Let's just say, Gwilder, I've, I've been fortunate enough to be in the company of many uh, people that have come to full realization in this lifetime. Um, we would call them enlightened beings. And um, what I've come to understand is there's no limits. There's no limits to the connection that can be made to the other side. It's just a, a degree of surrender and openness to be able to receive that. Um, does some of it get left behind? Um, who knows? You know, we, we're playing in this thing we call duality here on planet Earth. Um, there isn't a duality, but that is the name of the game here. We're in a universe, but we're playing duality. Uh, we're caught up in this thing called time. Um, <laughs> who's to say, you know, if we're not living out multiple incarnations or activities at the same time? But the whole thing is, you know, you and I being here on the radio and talking like this, you know, this is it. This is what we have to um, be in touch with. This is where we have to be present, um, regardless of whatever else be going, might be going on somewhere else. So the more we can bring our attention and focus and clarity and meditation to this space in time, you know, the more we are fulfilling our nature. Um, but honestly speaking, you know, my sense is your question goes beyond anything we can really comprehend here. So if, if we come with a design, why is it we don't express it? Why, why do we need help getting back there? <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember um, going into the room of, a, of my uh, granddaughter who'd just been born, and um, there she was. She was sitting under an infrared lamp, if you please. She wasn't sitting in her mother's arms. She was sitting under an infrared lamp, and people were kind of fussing over her, giving her all these tests and stuff and bright lights and pokey fingers and all this kind of stuff. And I just thought, my goodness, you know, what a very strange welcome to coming into the form here. And it just goes on like that. You know, you, you're born in a particular family. They've got all these belief systems that they've been told, um, that they've borrowed. Um, you know, they may go to kindergarten and they get some kind of idea of, you know, how to interact with other kids. Um, and then they go to school and they get told about history, for goodness sakes, you know, as though um, history is any great mark on, you know, what the truth of life is. Um, they get given a borrowed religion. Um, you know, there's 300 major religions on the planet at the moment. Um, there's all kinds of crazy distractions where everyone is presuming that they've got the idea of what life is. You know, we're going, to have to, we're going to have to pick up with this on the other side of a break. I apologize. So Chetan and I will return to our discussion on the flip side 
We're coming to you through the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't miss the other fine shows and hosts on xzbn.net, and there's a lot of them. You're listening to The Science of Magic, thescienceofmagic.net. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. There's more design to come, so don't you go away. Network broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN TV. For more information on the X Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at... Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. 
Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Chetan Parkin, the author of Human Design, The Book of Lines, and The Book of Destinies. Chetan, we were talking about what uh, prevents us or what distracts us from living our purpose more or our design more fully. Well, it comes down to a single thing, Gwilda. It's, it's what we call conditioning. Um, we get conditioned uh, to live out other people's understandings of what life is. And the bottom line here is nobody knows. Nobody knows what life is. And you can look in any library, you can ask any um, of the enlightened masters over the years, they'll tell you what's going on, but they can't tell you what it is. And yet we all carry on our lives as though we did know. And that's the absolute pristine beauty of human design because it actually indicates to you what you agreed to, what you came in with, and how to go about living it on your terms. And let's face it, you didn't come here to live anybody else's life for them. And uh, this latest book, uh, The Book of Destinies, Discover the Life You Were Born to Live, we were, um, you know, this has been 20 years in the writing of this book through thousands of interviews and readings of people. But one of the things we really drew on in putting this book out was a study that was done by a lady in Australia, Bronnie Ware. <clears throat> she wrote a book, um, well, she started a blog, and then she was a hospice worker. And she was literally finding herself at the bedsides of people that were just about to leave, you know, hours, days to live. And she would hold a conversation with them. And what she kept hearing over and over again was people's regrets. And she made a list of these regrets, how they'd missed out on their life. And she said the leading regret that she heard from people was that they wished they'd lived a life of their own rather than living a life according to everybody else's expectations. And it's a, it was a, it's a tragedy, in a sense, that we come into this world, we come here to have this extraordinary experience, and we give it over to somebody else's idea of what this life is instead of having this amazing life experience. And you know, it, true to our nature. Yeah. It, it occurs to me that by the time we're adults, we've been so conditioned that it's, we have to rediscover um, what it is we came to do. Is that what you're saying here? It is indeed. And, uh, you know, how does that come about? We either um, have an extraordinary shock in our lives where everything just stops and we have to completely reevaluate, or we start moving into a practice of being much more conscious of how we are with things, um, how we are in our eating habits, how, how we are in our conversational habits, uh, our work habits. And the thing of it is, you know, any kind of habit is basically we're just living, going through the motions with something. So once you understand your human design and you start living according to the keys that we've presented or we've, we've highlighted in every individual's design, once you understand how these things work for you, what was a habit now starts becoming conscious interaction in life. And slowly, slowly, you can start seeing the change. And it's been my great delight over these years, you know, reading for many thousands of people uh, literally watching people come out of this deeply conditioned uh, life situation and all of a sudden they start engaging in their life with a state of joy and delight and fun and celebration uh, because they, they're tuning into who they are and how they came in here and who they came here to be. So what happens if we don't ever find it, if we don't ever live our design? Do we have to come back and try it again? Well, you know, trying... <laughs> That word trying is always linked with the possibility of failure, isn't it? Um, you either do something or you don't. You either engage or you don't. And um, to me, looking around this world, 
the major part of the world's population is, is sleepwalking, going through motions. Um, you know, when I go into a supermarket, for instance, you know, and I, I try and joke with the, with the cashier, I say, how's your day going and things like that. And, you know, is it busy enough for you today? And they say, yes, you know, I love being busy because then the time goes past really fast and I can get out of here and get on with my life. And to me, that, that attitude to life is such a tragedy. Time is what we've got here. We've got here to play, to celebrate, to interact, to enjoy ourselves with life. But to actually be watching the clock, to race past, and you know, to get out so you can go and do something that's actually pleasurable, um, to me, this is a, this is a, it's a tragedy. It really is. You know, we, we, we get this four score and ten or whatever it is to play out here, and we're here to have a rich fulfilling, amazing celebration life. So how, do, how does design relate to destiny? I mean, I guess what I'm asking in that is, how much leeway do we get in choosing how we live our design once we're here? Well, I think we get a lot of, of leeway. I mean, there's always this great discussion, you know, are we living in a state of free will or not? Um, my understanding about planet Earth is it's a free will planet. Um, of course, there are certain limitations within all of that, um, you know, how we behave with our fellow citizens and people. Um, but do we have leeway? Yes, of course we do. And the leeway I see is the leeway of moving from a state of being unconscious and going through habitual motions in life to becoming a fully conscious being and engaging with life in present tense on a permanent basis. Um, so what we've done um, with the books, the human design book, the first book, uh, Discover the Person You Were Born to Be, um, pretty much lays out what the human design system is. The book of lines gives it uh, some icing on the cake in a sense. It tunes you into the exact codings that you gave yourself for this lifetime or that you agreed to, the exact codings in your DNA. And it's, it's, you know, that was a work of 17 years, trying to tune into the frequencies and how to put them into language. Um, this book of destinies, uh, there's 192 different destinies. Um, that's the reality of being here in human form. There's 192 of these different destinies to choose from. And it's not like, oh, well, you know, here's point A and here's point Z. It's not quite like that. It's just basically saying, you know, this is the attunement, if you will, to how your life is going to unfold. These are well, some of the gifts and talents I that you carry with I've got a question. How, how did we come up with 192? <laughs> it's a little bit of mathematics. It's 64 times 3. Uh, 64 is one of those magical numbers. You know, if we go into astrology, we would say, okay, in Western astrology, there are 12 houses. There are 12 signs of the zodiac. And we divide the sky up into these equal 30-degree portions of the sky around us. And we all know our sun signs. In human design, part of the information that came was that we divide the sky up into 64. It's a magical number, 64, because it relates to the hexagrams in the I Ching, the Chinese Book of Changes, which is a fascinating tome. It also relates to the number of codons in the human genetic makeup. So here we are, we've divided the sky up into 64, and part of the knowledge, again, that came with human design is each one of these 64 portions of the star field around us relates to various star fields. And what the knowledge of human design says is these star fields, the 64 of them, are emitting energies that come into our solar system and come into our lives and come into our human form. And what can be said about the star field, it relates directly to the energies that we contain within our genetic makeup. So within our makeup, you know, these 64 genetic codons we have a certain number of them that are activated because of the moment um, of where we were born in time. And we, um, you know, human design literally shows you the genetic makeup that you came in with for this lifetime. Can a person express more than one design? <laughs> These are such great questions, Golda. Thank you. Um, yeah, we can express all kinds of stuff. You know, there are wonderful actors on this planet. They can play out just about anything. Um, the great thing in the end, at the end of the day, you've got to put aside anything that you're playing on, on somebody else's behalf. 
and get back to playing out your own nature. I mean, that, that's the whole crux of the thing, is to being true to your own frequencies. But so basi- yes, basically, you could align uh, with the frequency of any of these 192s <laughs> and express that. Maybe that's what good actors do. But at the end of the day, well, there's going to be a default for you. Yes, there's, there's always a default. We come in, let's just say, we come in on a particular sunbeam. And uh, when I talk about one of these destinies, I'm talking about a, a very specific um, pattern um, that you come in with. It, the easiest way to describe one of these destinies, it's, it's almost like the theme music to a movie. That as the a movie opens up, you hear a certain kind of frequency, a, a range of notes, there's a certain kind of music. And that theme will carry through that whole movie right up to the end. It's like the storyline of a book. It, it, you enter in at one place and you find that it's always kind of going with you. The, the, the theme of the story is going with you all the way through the book. So the, the, these destinies, this book of destinies, has each one of these 192 different life themes written out very clearly. We each have one of these themes for our lifetime. And so once you understand what the theme is, I mean, mostly my experience with people when I read their theme to them is they just they either go into a place of complete silence and meditation or they start bursting into tears because it's just finally they understand what it is that's um, carrying them through this lifetime. So how do you find this theme? That sounds like a lot of responsibility because what if you get it wrong? Is it a mathematical equation? How do, how do you get there? Oh, yeah, this is very easy. Um, there's many different ways of doing it, but uh, we've got a, um, on our website, uh, right up in the top of the website on the home page, there's a life theme calculator, and you literally just click on that. Uh, you'll fill in your birth information, and uh, it'll produce your life theme. It'll also tell you the page in the book on which this life theme is. Uh, we've also got a, a, an Apple app, an iOS app, uh, human design uh, through Earthstar Services, and uh, that's a free app. You can download that app if you've got an iPhone or a tablet, an iPod, iPad, uh, and you can drop your theme within that. Um, we is also there, generate reports on our is, website and you can get that from there. Is there a risk of identifying with our design or what we think our design is to the point that we limit ourselves? I mean, people are saying, well, I'm a, I'm a, a Taurus, and therefore this is the way I am. You know, do we lose, is there a risk of losing some mobility if we don't um, understand this very well? The great thing in the end, Wilder, is to see life from the inside out. And it's great to have that knowledge, oh, yes, I'm a Taurus, and this is how Tauruses are, and this is going to excuse my bad behavior in circumstances. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's very easy to take that tack. You know? And the beautiful thing about human design is you actually see what's going on on the outside from the inside. You're not relying on the knowledge of the outside. Oh, it's time, for, it's time for another break. Cheetan and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is The Science of Magic thescienceofmagic.net, the place where altruistic professionals of science and the esoteric create common ground for the betterment of our world. We're brought to you daily by the leader in paranormal, spirituality, and alternative health programming, the X-Zone Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Chetan Parkland, the author of Human Design, The Book of Lines, and The Book of Destinies. Uh, Chetan, you know, there's an awful lot of different uh, personality typing systems and everything out there, uh, more than I can count. (laughs) So how does this differ? Yes, I would agree with you. There's all kinds of different ways we can work out what we're good for in this lifetime. Um, which most of those um, systems are about. Um, The absolute 100% difference about human design is it's objective. 
it, this is not about filling out a questionnaire and ticking and crossing stuff. This basically tells you what you agreed to for this lifetime. It's objective. There are no other systems like that. More than just being an objective system as well, I described earlier on, it, it indicates to you the DNA that you chose for this lifetime and how to play it out. It also indicates the DNA that you inherited from your ancestry. So some of it comes from parents, of course, but we've been able to trace the information back for four generations, at least four generations. And this is all logged in our unconscious. It's very much tied into our physical form. So, you know, sometimes you get to say, oh, you know, you do that just like your great-grandmother used to do it. Well, okay, um, that sounds interesting. Um, because these characteristics uh, follow us through in the form and they come through our unconscious. So human design is absolutely unique in this regard. And recognizing the unconscious and just seeing it there, nothing has to happen with it. We don't have to try and rearrange it in any way. We just acknowledge that this is part of coming into the human form here, that we have this ancestral input. And the thing with anything that's unconscious, the moment you put a little bit of light on it, and all we've done is do the calculation, um, you put a bit of light on it, it's no longer unconscious. It starts to shift. It starts to shift into a conscious. So human design is completely unique. It puts you, as I say, on the inside looking out. It, this is not according to surveys or you know, people's ideas of what's a good or bad idea in life. So have you actually... Have you actually done uh, scientific DNA tests to back this up? Uh, let's, let's just say psycho-spiritual DNA. Um, you know, this is a very, very young science. Um, this, only, this information only came in in 1987. I'm very much hopeful that uh, once the millennials get hold of this, that they will do this experimentation and that they will make this correlation. But um, we have done statistics with human design and found uh, there are certain aspects of it that are provable uh, scientifically. Um, but the DNA test, no, it, it's, it's a bit of a stretch at the moment. It, it takes a lot of, uh, what can I say, a lot of money and research to be able to do something like that. What's a life theme and how does it differ from human design? Well, as I say, um, human design indicates um, through what we've described as the three keys, the type, authority, and profile, um, that's all in the first book, the Human Design book, which I definitely encourage people to have a look through. Um, so it, it indicates the system. It indicates how things thread together. The life theme is something that's very specific to each individual. And as I say, it's like the theme for the lifetime. So the Human Design part of it is how you go about, um, how you recognize what you agreed on um, as regards the body and the lifestyle that you're going to live out how you're going to use your energy. Uh, the life theme is very much about uh, indicating a pathway, perhaps, of how to go about your life in the, in the most fulfilling way possible. You say human design is where science meets spirituality. Would you please expound on that? Yes, I mean, why separate uh, science and spirituality? Um, we are spirit in human form. Um, the science part of it is, is working out how the connection is made between the spirit and the human form. How does spirit operate in 3D? Um, so, yes, human design indicates all of that very, very clearly. So do you, do you see us as uh, being, um, you know, when we come from source, are we uh, all part of this big soup and then our design is what we select out of that soup each time we incarnate? Maybe. I mean, it's an interesting way of looking at things. I lived in India for many years, and um, it's a fascinating culture in a way that um, I would have discussions with children, you know, seven or eight years old, and they knew way more about spirituality and religion than I ever did. Um, how can we understand what life is? How can we understand, you know, the... the the greater, greatest intelligence of how this was all created. I mean, are, are we coming out of a soup? Are we separate? Um, there's, a, there's only one thing going on here, but we live out our lives as though there is a separation here. I mean, that is part of the 
whole experience here on Earth of being in physical form. So is there one thing going on here? Yes, there is. There's one thing going on. Uh, it's called love. Uh, it's the only game in town. Uh, as to how we like to kind of separate ourselves or experience or express love, um, that is part of the freedom of being, being here, being consciousness in human form. We will all return to love at some stage. Um, so soup, love, uh, consciousness, uh, many different ways of experiencing this. The, as you've described human design, it, it sounds to me like it is a form of separateness, of individuality. Uh, do you see it that way? It gives us each tools to recognize how to live our life, I might say appropriately or in attunement, so that we can dovetail into the whole. You know those times in your life, Gwilda, where you're absolutely what can I say, in the zone, you're so absolutely pristine, clear about yourself, um, you're in love with your life, you're in love with what's going on around you, you're just in tune with it. Well, there's no separation there at all. You're just in it. So human design gives us direct tools to get into that space, to have that as an ongoing state of life. So is it something we transcend ultimately? Of course, you can't live in a system. <laughs> yeah, it just gives us the amazing tools to recognize how to attune into who you really are and what you came to live out here. But uh, let me not minimize this. This is an essential tool for these times. Absolutely an essential tool. As I say, the planet's sleepwalking. We're about to destroy ourselves at any moment in time. I mean, there's the ridiculous expressions of fighting and armaments. I mean, NASA took that photograph, what, 50, 60 years ago, from the moon. Planet Earth, this little blue thing that we're all sitting on. It's time we learn to get along. And as long as we see separation and, you know, we don't like the person living next door, we don't even know the person that's living next door. We don't, you know, honor people in other countries around the world and we're in this state of fight and discord and armaments and bombs and all this stuff. Yeah, we've got to get it together and fast. And human design, as I say, is a great gift for humanity to start in the first place accepting who you are, not only accepting it, but going along into a place of loving who you are and loving your life experience. And everything changes once you come into that accord. How can living your human design um, help us fit into the whole? It's almost like a, going back to the example of the tree. The tree is standing there. It's, it's being true to its nature. It's, it's accepting. It's watching the stars. It's, it's just standing there. It's, it's being available. We have a much higher level of activity and, and potential connection here. We have a much greater responsibility to be in truth in our own life, in tune with our life, and being loving to the people around us and to the situations that come in and out of our life. I mean, that is our challenge here, is can we, as I say, not only accept who we are, but can we be in love with that? And the moment you're in love with yourself and your own life, and you're in that place, then it emanates into the world around, and yes, it has a huge effect. So you're saying that by standing in the truth of who we are, we're channeling love into the world? How else could it be? And isn't that something, uh, you know, how important is it to be in the present moment to be able to do that? <laughs> it's essential. There is only this moment. There is only this moment. And as I say, human design puts you on the spot in your own life. It's amazing. We have about 20 seconds left. In parting, what would the advice be to our listeners as far as accessing their design? Go on our website today. Right now, go on our website, Human Design for Us All, spelled out. Download your free report. Right? It's there, right on the home page. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for being with us, Chetan. We are out of time. Our guest this hour has been Chetan Parkin, the author of Human Design, 
the Book of Lines, and the Book of Destinies. His website, humandesignforusall.com. This has been the Science of Magic. Remember, you can always listen to fast, past thought-provoking episodes on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. Until next time, dear ones, may you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you embrace your true design. <music>